This show is about sexual awareness and contains language which is meant for above 18s. Hello everyone, you are listening to The Orgasm Coach with your host Michael Charming. What about you who are listening to this? Are you ready friends? Are you ready to turn on your life and amplify your orgasm? Because it's time. It's time to increase your happiness. It's time to have more pleasure and experience those juicy, nourishing and expansive orgasms. It's time to deepen your relationship, your connection and get your desires fulfilled. If you are ready to let go of shame and take the next step, if you are ready to take your relationship and sex to the next level, if you are ready to have more connection, intimacy and abundance of love, then it's time to amplify it with the orgasm coach Dr. Tharsuni is a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, a global energetic specialist and the founder of the Fertile Seeds of Life. She has been on Awake TV network in the US and was a host of a 12-part episode series. Her passion and mission is helping couples realize they're more than just their age and lab results when it comes to fertility. After her many years in clinical practice and treating thousands of patients internationally, she felt something was missing from the healing journey. As a result, she created vibrational sound therapy. This new spiritual technology is strengthening and configuring the true potential of our DNA, awakening and healing the cells of the body, clearing gynecological issues, healing men and their reproductive health and provides several other benefits. Dr. Tharshani is also the creator of the Womb Wisdom and Menstrual Cycle Masterclass program. This program helps to educate young girls and women around the world on how sacred their menstrual blood is and its superpowers and connection to the moon, cosmos and mother earth. Her passion is to empower and inspire young girls so that we can eradicate the shame around periods and health problems women are facing today. Her key areas of focus are fertility, vibrational sound therapy, relationship activation, menstrual cycle awareness, hormonal imbalance, pregnancy support, male fertility, infertility, trauma release, past life support, stress and emotional support. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Tharshini. Hello everyone. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Orgasm Coach uh, by Michael Charming. And today we have uh, a very amazing guest. Um, she is one of the most wonderful person I've come to know about recently. And I would like to have her introduce herself because I think it would be a little bit of uh, disfavor if I say, because I'm not going to be right. So without further ado, let's welcome Tharshini. Hello, Tharshini. Welcome on the show. Uh, how Hi. are you feeling? How are you feeling today? I'm really good. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Yes, I am a Chinese medicine doctor and I am a global energetic specialist. So it's pretty amazing doing the work in the area of fertility, women's health, um, looking into also menstrual cycles and helping young girls move through their changes through womanhood. Yeah, um, you've also appeared in a, in a show. Uh, would you like to share a little bit about uh, your journey of, uh, you know, who you are, how it all started? Because uh, coming into the field of sexuality is not something we 
we think about, uh, I don't know about you, but I didn't think about that when I was studying uh, in my schools. I was like, I want to be an engineer. I want to be an accountant. So, (laughs) you know, because that's that's what our society teaches, you know. Uh, So how did that whole uh, unfold? Just a little bit bit of background of, uh, you know, what made you reach where you are today. Yeah, of course. So when I did my degree, I actually did it a little bit later in my late, 20s and I was searching for something I was searching to get into something that was spiritual or health orientated and I'd been in the health industry but really wanted to create a career and I came across working in a clinic where there was chiropractors and acupuncturists and and I was totally awed by all these amazing modalities that acupuncture really sparked my interest because you could put these little tiny needles into people's bodies and it would just rebalance and I thought wow this is definitely something I want to learn more deeply about so I went back to school and did a four-year degree which actually ended up taking me five years to finish and during that time I discovered so much about myself I had already done quite a bit of um, deep healing work within myself, but that was such a little part (laughs) until I got to my degree. Yeah, it's like coming on this kind of a journey, the personal development journey, you know, whether whether through philosexuality or any other other method, nobody tells us that it's a one-way journey. You know, we started and, and then it's like it's never ending because you want to have more and more and more and going back never becomes easy anymore. So it's a one-way path. So guys, if you are deciding about wanting to go uh, into personal development field, just make sure you are ready for it because it's just going to be... <laughs> that you didn't realize and you move through so much deep trauma that you you don't even realize that you have that you're so wounded within your upbringing and your patterns and beliefs and all of that and I think through my degree I changed and transformed as a person so much you know I remember in my first year of my degree I was the loud one I didn't want to concentrate I didn't want to study at this level And by the second year, I was invested. I was sitting at the front of the class. I was absorbing everything. People were coming to me, asking me questions. (laughs) So I really enjoyed my degree and it allowed me to really open up into my own spirituality. Uh And that was really incredible. Because even though my background is Sri Lankan and I'm Hindu, I was very much repressed in my culture because there was so Mm. much, I went through so much violence and so much abuse throughout my childhood that I didn't really want to go into that part of myself. But through this degree, it allowed me to reconnect with my true authentic self and Mm. my culture. And that was a really beautiful process. It allowed me to grow so much. I ended up doing all these little courses and degrees within my course uh-huh. <laughs> which was very <laughs> yeah before before we realize it's like we have already spent thousands and thousands of you know pounds into doing all these courses and you know you don't get a degree it's not like you know you, you go to school you get a degree you get qualified 
you know, uh, hey, this is more like for your own because it feels good. You're finding more about yourself, your own body, you know, something that's never been taught in our school. You know, our school teaches math, uh, science and and engineering and all of those things. But those those should be the secondary thing. The first thing, the first education should be who we are as a human being because we're going to be using this body. We're going to be relating with each other in the society as, as human beings. And that's the education is not given to us. That's the reason I personally feel why we, we, we have a fucked up society. Yeah, oh, I totally agree. Because until I did that degree, I had no idea how connected our mind, body and spirit was. That mm. you know, our emotions would be impacting our health and our organs in such a specific way in such so much depth and Chinese medicine allowed me to create this connection neural pathways of understanding what every organs emotion was and how that relates to so many things right. you know so many of us go to the doctors and we get given the same pill when we get sick here you go this is what you need we'll get treated exactly the same way whereas this degree taught me that we treat each person individually and each sign and symptom can be very different from the other, even if both people have got a cold. And mm-hmm. that was what I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with really finding the root cause. I have a question here. So you know how in the mainstream media, which is purely focused on science and research, and they have their own uh, scientific, you know, the scientific medicines, and then we have this your your work, which is more around energetic aspect. Uh, what kind of uh, how did you face kind of struggle in, in having, being recognized by the mainstream media, you know, like in getting yourself out there? How was that, that part for you? Look, to be honest, in, when I finished my degree, I merged both the Western medicine with the Eastern medicine philosophies. So that was okay. That was fine. I was combining both and explaining to people more in a logical way of how both can be merged. Mm-hmm. But what I found difficult was that in being a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, I have very limited ways of, how should I say, it's very strict as to what we can and can't say. Right. We are not allowed to say that acupuncture acupuncture heals this or supports this. We have to say it's an adjunct to whatever Uh treatment we're doing. Uh But all of us know how amazing acupuncture is and how many people we actually treat and get better. Um, So it's been really hard because now that I've moved into more of my spiritual work through my own spiritual awakening that I had about two years ago, it's allowed me to realise that the Western medicine, you know, IVF, doctors are not ready for the knowledge that I'm bringing through because it's very new. It's new spiritual technology. And whereas I find in America, in the US, people are much more open into this field. They, They understand my language. And that's really allowed me to move towards the US and get a lot more clientele, a lot more work over there Mm -hmm. and a lot more support. But people here are open, but it's about, trying to work with the communities uh, from a Western medicine perspective, but yeah, very, very hard. 
Right. Um, and you um, also do a lot of work around womb, right? The womb and yes. healing. Uh, what would be, what, what are a few things that you like to share based on your experience, uh, especially in, in relation to trauma or, you know, something that people can find useful that we are not really aware of it, especially, uh, especially men being in a relationship. You know, there are a lot of uh, um, uh, things that women want to convey, but men, of course, they have their own way of understanding, you know, but still there is, there's a big gap. So how, what would you share based on your experience, how it can help from a man's perspective to understand what a woman might be going through, um, some of the things that you might have come across? Yeah, definitely. Definitely with womb work, the number one thing that all women need to understand is their menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. It comes back to that first. And for a lot of us growing up in school, we weren't taught what our periods are all about. We may have been told, you know, a little bit of science about what happens to our bodies. Right. And we were shown how to put a condom on a banana. And that was what we learned about our sexual education in our womb area, that we could fall pregnant at any moment, you know. And so there was all this fear that was implanted to us as young girls that it was all about us. It got, had nothing to do with the man. <laughs> at any moment, you know. And a lot of what young boys learnt growing up in school was, oh, women get their periods, they get really cranky and they want chocolate. That, yeah. That's about it. You know, they weren't educated as to what actually happens to a woman's body. Absolutely. So I mean, I, I can definitely relate to that. I was, I was one of those guys who used to think then when I, before I started this journey of orgasm that, you know, oh, it's those days again, shit, she's going to be so hysterical and she's going to go into all these tantrums and, you know, can somebody just take me away for five days, you know, when she's going through this. Um, but because <laughs> this is, this is, this is how we are taught. We're not really made you know, given good education, first of all, what these are. Secondly, how do we relate to somebody when somebody's going through this? You know, um, of course, now I have a slightly more understanding uh, in terms of hormonal. If something in our body is changing so rapidly, it's going to have an impact on how we appear in the outside world, right? Yes. So, and, and especially we as a man, when we don't have that kind of reference point, we don't have that kind of experience going in our own body. Um, that's why we use the mental logic and say, you know, why can't be, why can't you take care of this? That's what else do you need? So this is more about an invitation for men to understand that, you know, women and men's body are completely different. Um, I would invite men that whenever you come across uh, women behaving in a certain way, which might sound like nonsensical from your perspective, the best would be to drop into your body, drop into your feelings and connect to her, you know, with, from a feeling perspective rather than from a logic perspective. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. But what's really interesting is that for most women, they don't even understand. So by the time they get to fertility and they come and see me in the clinic, they'll say to me, what is ovulation? When do I ovulate? What's cervical mucus? Like they don't even realise that it's only once in your whole month that you can fall pregnant. Uh So the men are the ones that are highly fertile, not the women. Women, it only happens once a month and they don't understand that every single week throughout their whole cycle, something different is happening with their hormones. Something energetically is happening and you will feel different emotions. 
And during your menstrual cycle is the time that a woman goes inwards. It's the yin phase of her body. So this is the time where she slows down. She becomes more reflective. She gets more tired. She's more hungry. She's more sensitive with her senses to noise, to sound, to, to bright lights, to people. And most women, what they're doing these days is pushing through that, still working 100 miles an hour in their masculine right. energy, right? And that is not what happens during your period. Women are cyclical. We move with the cycle of nature and the moon. Mm. So during that time, it's so important to slow down because you're bleeding, you're shedding your lining, you're shedding your emotions, you're shedding your trauma. Everything that you've held on to for the whole month is being released. And if you're not slowing down and honouring that process, you are then doing a disservice to yourself for the rest of the month where you will have these emotional ups and downs, low energy and so forth. During that time, both hemispheres of a woman's brain is lit up. So we we are more connected to the cosmos than any other time. This is why in ancient times, over 5,000 years ago, women in tribes would gather together in these red red tents and they were the womb of the tribe where they would all bleed together on a new moon they didn't need to know when they were in their cycle they were so connected to nature and the moon they would know and during that time women would share their insight and so much respect they would be cared for they would be cooked for and we would be honored in that way Our blood was so sacred and it was so honoured back then. They would even pour the blood on hay in Celtic times and put it onto the crops so that the crops would grow better and the nutrients the tribe needed would be filled within those crops. I mean, how amazing Wow. I mean, sometimes now you're mentioning all this to me, it feels like, you know, we have grown as part of a civilization. But we have actually, uh, you know, gotten rid of some of the most amazing things that we should be doing as a community, as a society, you know. Um, of course, now it's not possible, uh, especially if you're living in a big cities, for women to come together uh, and gather together and do these things. Uh, what would be a couple of suggestions you would tell uh, women, you would, you would suggest these women uh, besides slowing down? What would be a couple of suggestions that you'd like to offer them that they should be focusing on more to to feel that energy, to feel themselves and, yeah. Yeah. I'm actually creating the red tents again, so for women in lots of different places so that they can actually gather. Now, I want you first as women to really pay attention to when you're bleeding. Are you in sync with the moon right now? Are you bleeding on a new moon or are you bleeding on a full moon? Because it should be one or the other. If it's in between that, then you're not going with the cycle of nature The other thing is during that time, I always say create a space where it feels nurturing. It might be that on your first day of bleed, you have these really comfy PJs that you wear, like thick socks. You have food already cooked that is warm and nourishing and wholesome. You might get a journal because during that time it's important to write. As we write, we connect the brain and the heart together. 
So new insight could come through. When we're talking, we're just going in repetitive thoughts. So during that time, it's important because a lot of women will say to me, but I don't know, I'm I'm angry, but it's my period. I'm just just pissed off or I'm crying because I've got my period. And I say to all of these women, you are doing a disservice to yourself if you are blaming it on your period. Mm -hmm. Your body is giving you a message. Are you listening? No, you're not. And during your period or just before, this is when we'll start to feel that pain come on, breast pain, period pain, feeling irritated. So slow down. I want you to express because so many women are not expressing what they're truly feeling and have been suppressed for so many years, so many thousands of years. We're so scared to voice what we're truly feeling because we want to be the good girl. We don't want to look like we're crazy. So we keep it deep down. We don't want to say no to people. But during before your period, that week before, we're more prone to get really annoyed because people are pushing our boundaries and we will be more prone to saying, no, stop. I'm not going to do the dishes tonight. I don't want to look after the kids. So I don't want to put them to bed tonight. <laughs> That's okay. Because that week before your period, we call it the autumn phase. So think about when, how you feel around because we, we create them into seasons so that women really connect with the cyclical nature of the environment and the moon. And during that week before your period, that's actually the time that we don't have rose-coloured glasses on. Mm-hmm. So we can actually make the best decisions. So feed into that energy. And then during your period, it's all about releasing. It's not about trying to be processing anything. Release what your womb is trying to tell you. Your womb has its own guidance system separate from the brain. It is the primal voice. And what I love getting women to do during that time is place your hands in the center of your womb or on both sides of the ovaries. Connect. Say to her, I love you. I'm here now. I'm listening. What wow. do you want to tell me? Wow. And what and what should what should men do when when this is happening? During that time, it's important for men to know that women are going inwards. And so for a lot of us, what we're really just wanting is a hug. We don't want the the kissing and that strong intimacy. We want that nourishment, like you're being cocooned, like when your mother is giving you a hug, well, like when you're sick. You're more sensitive. So during that time, I would encourage men to do the cooking. Put the kids to bed. Let her be in her energy and give her that space on that first day of her bleed because then you're also honouring her and you're setting her up so that she can have a much better cycle for the rest of the month because after her period finishes, that is when we, as women, we go into our spring and summer. Summer is ovulation. So we have a ramping up of hormones that start to take place. Our lining starts to up. We start to increase in our libido and our energy. We can do more at, in the office. We create meetings. This is a time to get out there and speak because you're more attractive to the opposite sex as energy is bursting through your 
system. Mm. So during that time, that's when men can really connect with their partner. And then during ovulation, which is the mid-cycle, that's you're at your peak. You should be feeling your best. You should be happy. This is probably when we have rose-coloured glasses because everything's amazing. And this is the time where you want to connect with your partner or you want to reproduce. That's why we look so good to the opposite sex because this is a time of procreation, right? right? But if you don't if you don't want to do that you have a you have a program uh, called um womb wisdom uh, could you share a little bit about what that program is and how can somebody reach out there what what are the benefits they might get from this program yeah so with it we go through um three one hour sessions of mastering your menstrual cycle as to what's going on with you, with your hormones, what your body is trying to tell you. And then when we go deeper than that, we're tapping into the womb wisdom, the connection to your womb and what ancestral trauma that's still lying in there. Because a lot of gynecological issues that women are having things like endometriosis, PCOS, PMS, painful periods, high, you know, emotional responses or very um, uh, scanty periods or no periods. This is all connection to something much deeper that's going on in the womb. And so I, di- I take a deep dive into the womb and start to bring up the thing in there. We start going through a healing journey through three-hour healing journeys where I use my vibrational sound therapy to take us into the depth of the womb, into the different vortexes and layers of the womb, reconnecting you to the threads of your ancestors because deep inside your womb is a connection to the cosmos and Mother Earth. And I see that through in the depths of the womb, there's also dragons. In the depths of the coccyx bone, there's a snake and the kundalini and the serpent. So I actually bring them up into the surface and pull out the trauma that's been sitting in the womb. And a lot of the time the patients see this. They see these beautiful mythical creatures that are living within them because they've been here long before humanity and our blood and spirit is connected to them. And some of the things that we see within the body is incredible. I start performing psychic surgery on the organ systems, on the body parts, and we start healing rapidly. We also start to really delve deep where we start to heal that, that trauma. If there's sexual abuse, if there's, you know, what I see is a lot of sexual abuse, rape, violence, um, women not being able to speak up, trauma at birth what they were feeling from their mother while they were in the womb, all of those genetic imprints were being passed on to that baby at birth but also in the womb for those nine months. So when we go back into that stage, a lot of the women will cry. They start crying and saying to me, oh, my goodness, I've just recalled something when I was in the womb at four months or they might see a past life. So I tend to see all of the past lives that are still causing you trauma within your body today and your mind and your, um, in your emotions. And sometimes I have women going hysterically crying and pushing like they're giving birth. And they'll say to me, I can't control it. My body's doing this and I'm crying like I've lost a baby, but I haven't lost it in this life. Right. And I say, 
them. Yeah, that's your past life. That's what's sitting in your womb still, that trauma. And when you go into the fertility journey, all of the cells are holding on to this trauma, but it gets activated through the fertility journey because all of those memories come back. And it's saying it's unsafe to bring a baby because maybe in that past life you made a contract to yourself and said, I never want to have a child again because the trauma of losing my child was so deep and you never dealt with that. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcoach. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. Visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. Absolutely. So so we like, I mean, I um, I work as a body worker. One of my one of the things that I do, and uh, I remember now, uh, I was I worked with this client. Um, I gave her, we had a discussion, we had a session and a very intense session, very powerful, a lot of clearing, a lot of emotional stuff came up. Um, but then I always do a check-in as part of the support for the whole one week after the session. <clears throat> so I, I continued doing the check-in uh, for two days. And then she she mentioned for two days that she couldn't uh, sleep at night um, for past two days, something she had kind of suddenly getting up, waking up, um, and she doesn't know why that was the case. Uh, on third day, she had a reflection, you know, um, like she, as, as a woman, they would, they would be reflecting a lot in whatever changes has been happening. Right. Especially if they have been going, they've gone through such an intense session. And that's when the first reflection that came was that, um, she had an abortion 10 years ago. Um, and that abortion deeply impacted her. Um, she did a lot of, for the next five years, she did a lot of healing process doing through different modalities. And she felt that everything was clean and nice and she's, she's ready back on. Um, but in the session, uh, when we worked together, somehow we managed to access that part. Now, this thing, this thing was never shared with me during the consultation that this was the history you know, so as a, as me as a working as a body worker as a as a therapist, I didn't had any kind of knowledge whatsoever. You know, uh, but when she shared that, then she said, "Oh, actually, I remember now that when we were having this session, we accessed that part, and I feel that whatever I'm experiencing now is actually the the clearing of that left portion 
So, so you're right. So, you know, like it's so deeply stored in our subconscious, in our deeper parts of the conscious part of the brain. And, and we do bring it from our past lives, uh, which can come up to the surface. Mm, abortion is a big one that I see, but also miscarriages. The mm-hmm. amount of women don't process their miscarriage or the abortion, that's all sitting in the womb. And when women go through the IVF process, there is so many miscarriages and they just go through one cycle to the next cycle. They haven't fallen pregnant, keep going, keep going, keep going. And that's not healthy for women. It's a lot to process and doctors just want us to move through it. Okay, let's try again. And they haven't actually processed the emotion of that. And it's so deep. And I, I encourage women to cry. I encourage them to release that grief. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really important. The wounds that we experience throughout our life is what then can transform into our wisdom. It right. is our strength. And so many of us are scared to go into those depths. But when you do, that is when you go and move towards your light. We can't have light without darkness. And the more we honour that part of ourselves and all the emotions that we feel and more kindness to ourselves for not being perfect, that is what's going to help us move towards love and unconditional love for ourselves. Sure, sure. You you are so right. I mean, um, I didn't know much about emotions until five, six years ago. You know, for me, yes, as a man, I experience emotions, you know, but I would not uh, express them because uh, as a man, I need to be strong. I need to be, uh, I have my own ego. You know, I can't, uh, if I show my emotions, if I cry, then I would be considered weak. So that was my aspect of how I used to deal with it. Then in a, from a relationship perspective, when my partner is expressing, when she is maybe whatever is going through, maybe, you know, let's say she's crying, uh, once, you know, for, in the beginning, I would say, okay, it's good. You know, I can help you. I can support. But if she does it again, then it's like, then my first reaction would be, why do you keep crying all the time? Mm. You know, so instead of providing a support for her, I would have this reaction that, you know, you, when you cry, it gives me unhappiness and I don't want to be dealing with it. So you have this all bad negative energy that I don't want to be interacted with, you know? So, but of course, over the years now, I have learned that, uh, emotions are a natural part of us living as a human because it, it is who we are. Emotions is, uh, is deeply connected to us. And if you don't want to allow, if you don't want to have those trauma, uh, build up of the trauma, then one of the best things to do is to release these emotions as and when they come, no matter whichever emotion is coming, no matter how often it comes. That's the best way. So as whichever partner you are in a relationship, especially men, I think this is where... Uh, my suggestion would be to, you know, when, when you feel your partner is getting emotional for you to actually drop into your emotions and just held that space so that she can be who she wants to be uh, and let it all out. Um, and then of course you can always talk through later uh, afterwards. I think for women to really think about what is it that they really need in that moment from their partner, instead of getting to guess, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I think men are, uh, orientated so if they know how to handle that situation they'll remember that that every time she has a cycle okay this is what she wants me to do right, so communicating right. because a lot of women are not communicating with their partner instead they're just reacting right and right. that would be 
so much you know so, yeah, so, yeah, so, so would no. you suggest uh, women to, women to maybe do an exercise where they can write down a kind of like a journal that they can give it to to the partner and say this is this is how i would like you to behave towards me for the next one week while i'm going through this just as a kind of like a maybe you know uh, as a catalog something uh, <laughs> as a guideline right yeah i think once women understand how they feel within their cycle because usually I'll get them to journal and actually write down how they're feeling throughout their cycle because it'll create a pattern. So they will know, okay, this is when I feel a lot of energy. This is when I really want to connect and do fun stuff with my partner and go out and, you know, go out to dinner and be intimate and so forth. But then if she knows that before, during her period and just before her period, that's the time she gets really emotional and all of that, then we can cater for that. It's just about figuring out what works for you. Is it that for you, you need that space to kind of process your emotions? Is it that you just want to be held? Is it that, you know, you want to have nourishing food or talk to your girlfriends? Is it doing a little bit of exercise? You know, what is, what is it that works for you? Yeah. And what would you suggest to, I guess, different women behaves or have different kind of sensitivity towards, towards, towards sex and physical connection. Uh, what would you suggest? Uh, should they be engaging in sexual connection? Should they be keeping it away? Just feeling that energy? Uh, what? Yeah. During her period, from a Chinese medicine perspective anyway, during her period, this is probably the time where she, because there's energy moving down to the genital area, for some women, they can get quite aroused and that's because of all the blood flow moving to that area. However, most women I don't encourage to have sex at the beginning of their period just because this is a time for them. This is a time of shedding for themselves, not engaging in that. Usually I would say don't have sex during your period, but in the recent years I realised that around that third, fourth day of your cycle, usually the blood will start to uh, like slow down and it is a quite deep connection when you bleed and are intimate with your partner in that way, if he's open to that, because you'll bring him into your womb at a very deep blood level. Right. Yeah, so it can be quite a beautiful experience as well. But in the beginning, definitely not. This is a time where you are shedding so much and you're creating your own rebirth. So that happens every time you bleed. You are rebirthing yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why in those old tribal days women would go off. You know, they would put it the huts or they would, you know, in Sri Lanka or India and some really uh, other Africa, they would be just disconnected from the whole tribe and put in like really hard, harsh conditions mm-hmm. because they were looked at as dirty and yuck and they didn't want to be touched. Absolutely. I remember, uh, an, inc- it- I I remember an incident, um, an experience. I, I grew up in India. I grew up in Delhi. And towards the later, later part of my school life, I got a chance to go to... Uh, mountaineering tracks so we would go into these campsites and stay there for months and I remember that at that time I was quite young so I didn't really understand what was going on but I remember that there was a day there were five or six women they got together and they just moved out of the place where we were staying into a different place and I think that was because because of uh, uh, they were going through that menstrual cycle so they stayed there for a couple of days uh, they were and men were going and giving them all the food and everything, whatever they needed, like kind of support. But they were not really coming back and mixing with us uh, for for a few days. So, 
Um, but of course, I didn't understand why what was happening then. Um, but yeah, so it, it still it still happens in a very remote tribal areas. Of course, not not necessarily in the cities. Yeah, and that, I mean that's good. And I think the other thing is for women to start feeling more comfortable to talk about periods and you know using pads, you know, and speaking about it in front of men. You know, this is something that happens every single month for a woman. It's not. <laughs> it's not. Yeah. We need a hide. Yet when you look at ads on TV, they mm-hmm. still use blue liquid for pads. Right. They can't use liquid because it's so offensive. Yet we have shows on TV where they will dissect a human heart or, you know, body parts and blood is pouring everywhere. So that's okay. Yet showing red liquid to represent the blood is wrong. Right. So there's still yeah. around being a woman and honouring that process. You know, for young girls when they're at school and they get their menstrual cycle, they ask their friends really quietly, hey, do you have a pad, do you have a tampon, and then quickly run to the toilets without talking about it in front of men because they're going to be feel like they're going to look at them like they're dirty and it's yes, yuck. Yes, yes. True. It's very true. It's, it's still it still exists in a society. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, it's. I feel I growing up in India. I feel so bad that being part of uh, associated with this part of the culture where we shame women for for having periods. You know, they're not allowed in some places. They're not allowed to visit temples. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and and like you said, the the attitude that we brought up with is that oh, it's dirty. You know, it's messy, and rather than actually like it's. Uh, embracing in the way you have mentioned is such a good healing process connecting with with the cycles of moon i mean how amazing would that be that you can connect at that level uh, of you know with the nature I, I wish now as a man i wish i could do that something like that that would be so amazing you know huh. <laughs> <laughs> our wounds as a source of creation it births every single human child mm. it, it creates it comes from the something that's non-existence to the existence. You know, it transforms from darkness to light. Like it is so incredible. And when a baby is within a womb space like that, it is so connected to everything. And as women, we forget how wise, how powerful, how powerful our feminine energy resides within our womb. And when we can tap into that energy, it is unconditional love will be unleashed on ourselves and humanity. And when women heal their wombs, it heals the man. Right. Because you feel her energy as he enters through that area. Absolutely. All of that trauma will be the, the, the healing energy, the, the the love, the kindness, the compassion. Uh, I mean, I have had a lot of, uh, you know, of course, hurt and pain in my life because of, Past experiences, and I have found that when I allow myself uh, open to receiving energy, especially from women who have who have that healing capacity, I feel so much love. I feel a lot of part of me really feels healed. Um, you mentioned about the Kundalini energy. Um, could you say a little bit more how? what that energy is and how someone can experience it because for a, for a person who's never been involved in the energetic work, it will be very difficult for them to really make sense of this. So what would you say to them? So just to keep it really basic, one of the things men that happens and especially when it comes to fertility is that that area through that spinal cord can be quite blocked. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, doing work with them to increase and improve sperm quality, for example, 
you'll find that when they try and meditate, a lot of them can't even sit up for a long period of time because they're getting tired, right? So they're leaning forward. Uh Some of the things that we can do with Chinese medicine is to really activate the base chakra. So a simple thing like rubbing up through the spinal cord, through the base of the chakra and creating heat until it starts getting really hot and then placing on hand over it can start to awaken that real base chakra kundalini energy as well and then we can move it up through that whole spinal cord and this this is both women and men both can do or is it very definitely both can do it'll be something that will create a feeling within their body straight away and when you can create some sort of sensation for men that's when they'll connect oh okay i understand what you're saying Otherwise, they're not going to get, okay, when I go into the kundalini energy. But I can say it to them and go, can you feel the sensation now moving up through your spinal cord? And a lot of them will go, yes, it feels amazing. It feels amazing. So doing that in the beginning is a great way before they do meditation or sit and focus around that base area to to start awakening that part of their system. The other thing is with the kundalini energy, from the things that I've seen working with couples and working with women is that at the base of that coccyx bone, we actually have what we call a serpent or a snake, right? And for a lot of us, we don't understand it. It's like, what do you mean a snake? <laughs> yeah, because it's like I have a snake inside. It's more like an, at an energetic level, right? It's more a meta- metaphorical level that that's the serpent power uh, which exists. Uh, I mean, I have experienced that um, from one of the one of the one of the modalities that I did. I experienced that snake uncoiling, uh, you know. But of course, not at a physical level. It's more energetic felt sense. But before that, uh, yes. of course, uh, I only thought uh, more from a theory perspective. So, so yeah, it's, it does exist. Um, it's like I haven't had an experience. You, of course, you work with people and help them have that kind of experience. So yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing for me because, you know, whatever that we've created as imaginary, you know, when we think about mythical creatures or anything like that, it's actually all come from a memory. It's not our imagination. It's come from a memory. And when I work with the Kundalini energy and that rising of the energy through the spinal cord, I will see the actual snake and serpent physically through the body. Oh, wow. Through, Yes, I will actually see it. I actually communicate with them and they descend down into Mother Earth. So they will uncoil from the base of the coccyx bone. They'll uncoil and start to stretch in a way that they will elongate to a serpent and they will stretch all the way down to the crystalline grid of Mother Earth. And once they connect, I actually allow the shedding of their skin because what happens is the snake actually sits dormant at the base right. and a lot of people activated it, but it's been within us for, for so long, for thousands of years, right? Mm-hmm. And when I can disassociate them in that way and, dis- and pull them down in that way, I can start to clear the trauma because there'll always be quite a lot of trauma for men as well in that area because that's where we hold a lot of our shame as well. And when we can clear that, and bring that down i actually see their snakes and their serpents transform into different colors of the chakras wow. and when I bring them back into the body i actually see them moving through the spinal cord moving through the blood through the fluids pulling out through the crown and flowing through their body and patients will start to shake they'll start to move 
like a snake. This, this is so beautiful. I feel like I want to have that kind of uh, experience, uh, you know, where, yeah, being able to see that. Um, yeah, sounds it's good. Really do, it's do you, can, you, can you do these sessions, uh, like, does the person has to be in person or can, can these be conducted online? Um, like, yeah, so I do, I do quite a lot, of, um, a lot of patients around the world and I do them all through Zoom. So usually they'll be lying on the bed and you'll have your laptop on the side of the bed so I can see you visually. Okay. You'll put your headphones in so you will hear me and I will be speaking up to 10 different light languages. So what that is for a lot of people who don't understand is that it allows me to tune into different dimensions of the universe, which creates different frequencies and sounds. And I will be able to read your body as to what frequency is needed. So sometimes you might hear me speak in really high pitch, very angelic tones and sounds. Sometimes it can be very deep. Sometimes it can be um, like mantras or like Sanskrit. Sometimes it can sound like an angry Chinese man fighting. <laughs> um, and this particular light language that I speak can clear demonic things out of the system, curses, people who are possessed within 30 seconds. So I can really remove dark things within the system fast um, and start to perform psychic surgery. So they all are quite different. Um, most people find it's very loud. So in the clinic I work at, the whole, it's double stories, there's eight rooms, the whole centre can hear me. That's right. how loud I can get these sounds and tones. And so people sometimes start to vibrate. They'll say to me, my whole body's vibrating or they'll start to feel physical pain through their system as I'm pulling things out. Um, they might start to feel heat, goosebumps, cold, that kind of thing. They might feel like they're floating out of their body or their hands sometimes turn uh, like glued to the bed, like they can't lift anything off the off the table. Um, I have patients who can even sometimes see me pulling out their organs and doing psychic surgery on their organs where light starts to enter each of these organs. So it's very different for everyone. Sometimes for men I find they are not so visual in the beginning. It, it's a little bit harder to open them up, but they're not like, it just takes time to get you to that level, but they all feel something. They will all feel some sort of sensation through their bodies, which is really great. And they are in so much better alignment with their mind, their body, their spirit, their connection to the earth. You know, these men need to tune into their warrior energy, their mother earth mm. energy where they were connected to the land and they felt grounded. And that's what I try and awaken in them when I awaken the Kundalini. Because what I saw was when I was reactivating the serpent back through their spinal cord, these men would shift. They would become the warrior. They would be stern in their energy where it was like, I don't, they, they don't need me anymore. It's like they know how to connect to their woman, to their partner and take charge is that strong masculine energy that was their fierce protector, but with complete power and strength, but with that silent power, it wasn't coming from the ego. And when we, when we get men connected to themselves in that way, it's so much better for their career, for their sexual energy, for everything but they get too busy with their career and work and working long hours. And so they're disconnected to the land. And I try and get a lot of these men connecting to the trees. 
So I get them to do meditation with the trees or envisioning themselves as a tree and getting their roots deep into the ground through their feet or that base chakra or getting them to listen to my videos that I've created, which are DNA activation videos for different parts of the body Mm -hmm. outside, outside sitting under a tree or lying on the grass, connecting to nature. I mean, she's pulsating through every molecule within your system. You are the elements, you are air, fire, you know, water, space. Yeah, all of it is within you. I now do uh, daily 10 minutes of exercise in the morning and in the evening um, to be able to disconnect from the external world. Though that, that, that's something that I've been running, you know, getting up in the morning, getting ready, going to work. Um, so to be able to disconnect from that, I spend 10 minutes intentionally um, to go deep in. Um, so you are, and you're so right, being able to connect with those elements, being able to connect with that, uh, grounded energy is so, so important. The reason why we react in the world at a very small instance, no matter, you know, whether it has got anything to do with us or not, is simply because we miss that grounding energy. We miss, uh, that potency of being able to stay, right? How, how long does your, these sessions last, um, so usually with the sessions, the very first session will go for 90 minutes and the healing will go for an hour. With the first 20 minutes or so, I teach all of my patients how to do OM chanting properly. Right. I was very much guided with, by my own spirit guides who said to me, you have to reteach this because this is being diluted through the Western culture. And a lot of people do not even understand what each sound means, how it moves through the system, what emotions can invoke in us and so reteaching this has allowed me to get people connected to the sounds and how potent they are and getting men to do that in the morning when they first wake up and then do their meditation they are able to reach stillness so much quicker after that wow. and a lot of people in the corporate world will say to me I love the OM sounds. I, I do them every morning and I feel so much more alert. I feel charged when I get to work. And I'm like, great. You know, that's fantastic. I mean, they're the three sounds of existence. Right, so they're right. super powerful, you know, but definitely doing that helps um, give them that sort of structure in their tool. So that's their tool every single morning to do. And for women as well, it's pretty important too. We will be right back. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. For more shows, please visit michaelcharming.com. Do you connect with us on Instagram? It's mc.theorgasmcode. If you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms, then do check out my book, Amplify Your Orgasm. Visit the book page on my website for more insights. This book is for both women and men and offer practical tips which can be applied in day-to-day life, whether you're alone or with your partner. If you are interested in learning about desires, want to let go of shame, have an emotional release or want to take your relationship to the next level, then do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com. If you have any questions or for confidential conversation, please do reach out to us. We are here to help. And just on a side note, if you are interested in politics, if you have been someone who has experienced disconnection and conflicts from friends, families or even strangers due to conversation relating to politics, then do check out my book. It is a self-help book that will allow you to understand the reasons why each of us behave differently whenever politics is mentioned and how we can avoid conflicts from happening. 
visit the book page on my website for more information. If you ever expect to sit down with your friends or have a holiday dinner again with your family without considering a bloodshed, then you must read this book. Now, back to the show. Thank you for staying with us. I mean, uh, you're so right. Om is, uh, the Om sound is very, very important. Uh, the whole Hinduism uh, has is based on this Om sound. Every mantra that we have in Hinduism actually has the beginning or they have connotation to Om somewhere. They say it's, 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 it's the mantra that connects um, every single part of the body. I don't know. I don't know the whole basic details, but this is something I just remember from, from while growing up in India. So, yeah. Uh, Sorry, say again. It's also really important for patients to people to remember that when we do the OMS, a lot of us are more instinctively wanting to do the whole sound. We, we want to go do the full OM, right? right? Uh-huh. But don't breath. You do not have the breath in the beginning to do that. And so when you get to the mm, you you lose breath. And if you don't actually do each sound evenly, then your body will not be balanced. So I encourage you all to do each sound separately seven times before you bring it all together. And that can take a couple of months for you to really practice and get good at. Wow. Wow. I, this is actually the first time I'm hearing this detail about how there needs to be breath at different parts of home. Because for me, there was just a mantra that you just chant uh, until you were out of the breath. <laughs> yeah. and it'll, it'll still be helping, but it's important because once we realize where these sounds are located, so like when I get people to do the ah sound, I explain to them that that's just three, four inches below the navel. And right at this point, 72,000 channel pathways meet. And so when you create that sound, it activates the whole system. Uh And the movement of energy is from that area up the stomach. So when you do that sound, pay attention to if you can feel it moving up instead of just doing it randomly. Pay attention to where your movement is happening because that actually allows the energy to ripple through more powerfully through your system, right? And then when we get to the oh, oh sound, that is really activated from the centre of our heart. It moves around the rib cage and back up into our throat. Right. So usually I'll get patients to focus on between the chest to the throat. Feel where the resistance is. Feel a lot of the time patients will start coughing when they're with me they're like oh i feel pain or coughing or it's hard is is that because of this a lot of stuck energy a lot of uh, things being held yes Mm. their ability to open up receive love and give love is out of balance they're not connected to really that full expression from their heart and Mm. so therefore they'll feel that in the throat they might feel that oh they're not speaking their truth and that little lump or that resistance and then when we get to the mm sound, the M sound, that will move from the throat to the tip of the nose and spread through the face. And during that time, I find that's when people really struggle because it's a lot of us aren't speaking our truth. We're too scared to actually voice what we're truly feeling with relationships, with our families, with ourselves, you know. So these actually awaken these emotions within us. They actually awaken and strengthen your own uniqueness for your authentic self. Wow. So it actually starts to affect your personality. It affects the cells within your body. 
It affects your organ systems. It affects how you feel within 21 days. You will start to feel more joyous. Wow. You know, plants will feel it. The animals will feel it. You know, when patients do this outside, they'll say to me that some of the animals, like just kangaroos or things that are outside near them, will start moving closer to them when they're creating those sounds. Wow. The energetic impact is uh, the nature brings uh, you know it feels good it feels good it helps them to connect otherwise wow this is this is mind-blowing this is mind-blowing stuff yeah (laughs) it's so important and especially the the one that i always get everyone to focus on first is the r sound because the r sound is the sound that we make when we're giving birth when we're tapping into our primal voice as women and we're giving birth, not caring about what other people are thinking and we're creating the sound of the womb. That is your sound and it releases. So what happens is what we find is the lining of the esophagus is the same as the cervix, the lining through that area. So when we create sound, it softens and opens up the cervix for the baby to come out. So our voice and our cervix of our womb are deeply connected, right? So it's powerful and that area gets trapped because a lot of women are sitting down all the time. They're not exercising or moving their hips. Uh So blood gets congenital and we get all these gynecological issues. So also getting women, what I love to get them to do before they do this is move their hips. You know, I used to be a hip-hop dancer uh-huh. and I used to do a lot of dancing on stage with amazing, famous people. But that really allowed me to learn how to move my hips and how my kundalini would awaken during that time. And what I found was I was so connected to my kundalini energy that when I'd be out dancing, everyone would gravitate towards me because I would embody my feminine energy. It's such a high vibration that it was like a magnet that I would pull the men in right. to my field. So this and is, this is a good exercise for women if they want to, you know, if they are struggling to pull the men in, that is something they can definitely try and see what impact that creates, huh? Yeah, because, you know, it, it, it allows a woman to quickly jump into her feminine energy. So, If you're going to work all day, you're in the corporate world and you're trying to come home to be intimate with your partner, either just because you want to create that intimacy or you're trying to create a baby, well, guess what? You're in your masculine energy. It's not going to work. If your husband's in his masculine energy at the time as well and you're trying to come together, there's going to be a resistance because one person has to be in one or the other. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. In in tantra, they say polarity: a masculine energy and a feminine energy. Yeah. Uh, both masculine and feminine exist in in each of us, but it's more of a question of which one are we using at what time, depending on uh, depending on which one is uh, being used by a partner. And just changing those roles helps to create that dynamic. Helps to keep uh, the relationship and the spark going for infinity. Yeah. Wow, this has been a really very insightful, very good conversation. I didn't even realize uh, you know, we're almost uh, closing closing towards the time. It's, uh, I think I can speak to you. I can listen to you for hours and hours. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, as a man, I'm like, uh, you know, I, I've been working in the field of orgasms and uh, my, my take, my work is very different. But of course, I'm always very curious and passionate to know more about uh, anatomy, especially female anatomy, you know, because it's so mysterious. It's not really... We're not we're not really uh, sharing that uh, 
enough to for each of us to get to know more what you know as you mentioned the womb holds the whole universe so when when it's such a big thing there <laughs> you can, one can spend the whole lifetime uh, trying to discover and find out more things but even with the work you're doing, I mean, the number one thing that I find with women is that they don't even know how to have an orgasm. Right. So, so many women in their 40s who were probably, you know, a lot of them have gone through their divorce and they'll say to me that I was used to giving all of that for my partner. I, it was never about pleasure for myself and reconnecting to their own sexual pleasure can be very confronting for them. So I always say to them that it's very important to create a sacred space within your bedroom where you might have candles, essential oils, you know, use coconut oil on yourself, you know, things like that where you can start to feel and touch your body again. And as you connect or if you find it hard to touch your genitalia, I say, do light caressing through your body. You might do light caressing down your arms as it creates, you know, this beautiful tingling sensation of love and oxytocin is being released through your system. So that is a really great gentle way to connect to that sexual energy again and then start to focus on those light caressing through the inner thighs, through the genital area as well. But it's important to reconnect because if you as a woman don't even know what makes you feel good, how right. is a man supposed to do that? Mm. And for a lot of women, the first time that they've been touched was by a man, whereas for men, they've touched them themselves as young boys but look, you know, they had erection yes this is this is normal for us right we use the hand and this is like uh, of course it's not the way it should be touched it should be more about uh, self-care it should be more around uh, self-pleasure rather than I actually use the word self-pleasure rather than masturbation because this is what we should be doing as a man we should be you know moving that energy away from from a small part to to the rest of the body you know but uh, but that's that's a topic for another yeah. session <laughs> um, so you got you got this book coming up you're writing a book uh, could you share a little bit uh, about what this book is and uh, yeah yeah so uh, through the book i'm um, part of this um conference which was supposed to go through um earlier this year but obviously everything's closed down and during that time i am working with them to give women a voice so really that's been quite quite important but the other thing that i found was that again women weren't connected to the trauma of their womb so i wanted to create my first book where it talks about my biography or my journey into the womb what i've seen what how i've connected to you know deities how i've connected to my past lives from my womb when I've been with men and the lessons that my womb was showing me and how it was healing me. And it allows me to do go really deep and open up that field of things that people are not aware of. And it's going to be different. It's going to kind of go, well, it's going to make you question, is, is this real? Is this true? So what I've done is I've allowed to do five activations through the book. So it's an interactive book where I get you to do, I've got, I take you through a really deep meditation into your womb to recreate and connect to all parts of your yoni. So that's the full encompassing of our genitalia because for so many of us, we call it the vagina and it's not the vagina. The vagina is a small canal that, you know, babies come through and blood comes through. And we look at that word as dirty, you know, and yoni 
it's such a you know beautiful sacred space of women's feminine power so I reconnect them to the power of the yoni and then I'll take them through the activations where I do different mantras, singing, where I speak in different light languages and so forth through the book. And they'll have a journal through it as well so they can record how they're feeling through their menstrual cycle, what they've learned, what they've brought through and how they're actually honouring their own womb space. So it's really about that beginning of that healing process through their womb. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really exciting because 100% of the donations from this book is going to be going to, you know, countries in Africa and India and Sri Lanka where I can help these women with sanitary products and be of service in any way. So if people buy the book, it's just going to be creating such a strong ability to go and, you know, give as much as we can. So So how can people get this book and how can people be in contact with you? How can they reach out to you? Yeah, definitely. So um, I use social media quite a fair bit and I do have my um, website as well. So everything will be accessed through that. Um, It's still in the publishing stages. So it's still going to be a little bit before it's out on the market, but they can find me on my Instagram at Dr. Underscore Tashini. Um, They can find me on my Facebook, which is my full name and also on the internet at Fertile Seeds of Life. Sure. So I'll share these details as well. So, uh, in in the in the in the text later. Um, right. Yeah. So wow, this uh, this has been a really really good. I'm looking forward to to the book and also you know following your journey further, getting to know you a lot more and and learn from you a lot. You know, so especially from a womb perspective and and definitely. So it's, it's been really a good good pleasure, good connecting. Um, just just before we leave, uh, we got five rapid fire questions. So. Ooh. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's I'm ready. Are, are, you, are you ready for it? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm open. I'm an open book. Go for it. Okay. I mean, these are, uh, of course, you can always pass if you want to pass, you know. Um, but I think the fun is sure. if you want to say whatever, whatever comes to your mind. So, uh, first question is what's your uh, biggest uh, turn on in life? Oh, I think. I think at the spiritual level that I'm in, I definitely, if I can connect with a man at that high intensity, because I'm still, I'm single now, at that high spiritual intensity, that's a real turn on because I can feel that awakening of my Kundalini energy. And right. that's, yeah, that's, that turns. <laughs> and what's your uh, biggest turn off? I think someone who is not, um, who's rude is definitely a turn off. Who's not kind. Yeah, definitely a turn off. What's one tip you would like to give it to men uh, to have a better sex? Yeah, I definitely say to men, have a intention before you make love with your partner. You know, it might be that your intention before you make love is to connect and really look deeply into each other's eyes. Mm. This is something that I teach couples to do. And in the beginning, they may feel uncomfortable with it, but you can really connect deeply into the soul when you can breathe together and look deeply into each other's eyes before you make love. Beautiful. Wow. Intimacy. Yes. A lot of people shy away from it. Huh? Um, what's your one uh, most beautiful orgasmic moment that you can recall or what you, what's one experience of orgasm that you like to experience? Oh, okay. So 
So someone that I was with uh, more recently really activated my kundalini and my orgasmic energy. And that was a very out-of-body experience, I felt. I, I, I knew that we'd been together in a past life as well, so he was coming in definitely to heal that, that residue of my womb as well that was still left. But when we came together, it was definitely like a, a full-body orgasm experience that lasted a really long time. And what I noticed was previously I would only have a couple of orgasms, but here it it actually uh, could elongate that where my cervix, and my womb, my yoni would start to come back into balance. And it was unbelievable. But what I realized was that that sort of vibration of like, it was such a high vibration of love. That's what I felt. It was a real honoring, respectful feeling that I felt as a woman. Mm. And what I realized later on was that it wasn't him. I was feeling my own love for myself. I was feeling myself. And that was very mind, that was very liberating to realize that, no, I was experiencing love within myself. Beautiful, beautiful. Wow. Um, what's one suggestion, one word, one piece of advice that you'd like to give it to couples? Yeah. Um, definitely with couples, I say, it's so important for you to connect deeply with everything that you're doing within if it's your relationships, if it's bringing a baby into this world, or if it's, you know, wanting to heal trauma within yourselves. And the more that you can connect and even just do that breathing exercise that I showed you, what you can really start to find is that you'll be able to read each other so much better you know for women we'll even be able to get to a point where we can see the resistance within the man's body when we're saying things mm. for a man you'll be able to pick up on her, her gestures of how she's speaking how she's feeling and as women the more vulnerable we can become and our hearts open it will pull that man in so deep intimacy and connection can give you so many clues into understanding each other and we're all different so we need to do this process you're so right i mean the uh thing that you mentioned about the presence, being able to read those subtle nuances, the expressions, you know, there's a lot of language that gets communicated, not just by words, because we get so much lost in the words, but all these nuances that can play a big part in changing the whole thing. Wow. Thank you so much for the amazing tips. Uh, it's been a really good session. Uh, I have learned a lot and I hope everyone who is uh, going to be listening this, they also get to learn a lot from here. If you have any questions, please do reach out to, to Tarsni and yeah, I'll share more details. Uh, and once again, thank you for spending time and sharing the knowledge and being on the show. Thank you so much, Michael. It's been an honor, um, you know, doing this with you and I'm just, so much gratitude for meeting you as well i actually just love the work that you're doing so i'm sure we'll be connecting further together <laughs> thank you thanks everyone for listening hello dear listeners i hope you enjoyed the show for more shows please visit michaelcharming.com if you like the show i would be so grateful if you can leave some stars and recommend it to your friends or to someone whom you think the show will benefit let us know what you think which topic would you like to hear in future or give us your feedback by dropping us an email at coach at michaelcharming.com do connect with us on instagram it's mc.theorgasmcoach and just a reminder if you are interested in learning how to have more orgasms 
then do check out my book amplify your orgasm if you are interested in politics and want to have political conversations with friends families or strangers without conflicts then do check out my book on politics visit the book page on my website for more information do check out the courses on the website michaelcharming.com most importantly if you have any questions or for confidential conversation please do reach out to us we are here to help let's work together in embracing our sexuality rather than shying away dismissing or disconnecting from it that's all from me for now i am your host michael charming and you were listening to the orgasm coach see you again soon in the next show with another expert on another interesting topic until then take care with lots of love and remember together we can and we are making more difference thanks for listening bye for now